We're going to be on the second talk on Colossians 3. The first one we talked about, how does transformation happen? How do we transform? Uh, and, and we talked about that's only possible through Jesus. Uh, and obviously that will be a similar topic tonight as well. But tonight we're going to talk about new blood. Uh, we all need new blood. And so let's just dive right in. Colossians 3, verse 5. I'm going to read to you God's word and then afterwards, um, we're going to dissect it a little bit, but here's Colossians 3, verse 5. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. And these you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self, with its practices, and have put on a new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of God. Here there, there is no Greek, Jew, circumcised, uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is in all and in all. So put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive. And above all, these put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. This is God's word spoken to you. The most important thing said tonight. Over the last few weeks, I have been going through an incredible movie, or three movies, called Lord of the Rings. And I don't know if you've seen them, but they are absolutely phenomenal. It is an epic story. It is incredible. I have absolutely loved doing it. And if you've never seen it, you should go home and watch it as fast as possible before I completely spoil it for you tonight. So um, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm, I'm going to just give you a summary of a little bit of the main stuff. So a quick synopsis of the movie. Have any of you guys actually heard of this movie? Okay, a few people out there. Uh, Joel, fun fact, Joel's from New Zealand where the whole movie is shot in New Zealand. Uh, you may actually, you may actually see Joel in the movie if you watch him. Um, so it might happen. It might be be happening. Uh, so a quick synopsis of the movie is that there's this really powerful ring, and that whoever possesses it can become the most powerful person in the world. The story centers around a little man, very small, with hairy feet, a hobbit. His name's Frodo Baggins. Hobbits were peaceful, friendly, community-oriented, simple living folks. Frodo inherited this powerful ring, and he has been called to go and destroy it. The ring is evil, and it burdens him. It destroys him. It tears him apart, and it sucks the life out of him. It essentially turns whoever possesses it into evil itself. So he carries the ring, journeys through many hours of movie time, but many years in the story, um, and he journeys um, through um, Middle Earth, which is called, and he takes it to the land of Mordor, to this place called Mount Doom, where this ring can, this is the only place that it can be destroyed. Um, and so he journeys with this ring to put it to death. Why doesn't he keep it for himself? That's what you're asking yourself the whole time. Why doesn't he just keep it for himself? Is he going to keep it for himself, or is he going to actually let it go, let it be destroyed? And so the question I want to ask you tonight is, are you willing to put to death your sin, or are you going to keep it in your life and in your story? 
sin is very similar to this ring. Uh, Tolkien is, is actually really drawing a lot of parallels there. He's a Christian, the guy who wrote Lord of the Rings. Sin burdens you. It makes you ashamed of yourself. Sin destroys you. It makes you hate yourself. Sin sucks the life out of you. It makes you lonely. It separates you from your friends and from your family members. Sin breaks you apart and leaves you wanting to no longer live. But we love sin. We make friends with sin. We want it because it is powerful. Sin is breaking the rules. It's rebelling against the way things are ordered. It's saying we are more important, our wants and desires are more important than the way they are actually designed and created to be. We want power. We don't want God to have the power. We don't want to actually need God. We want power. We don't want anyone else to have it. We don't want to actually need help from anyone. We want power to be worshipped by others, to be seen by others, followed by others, liked by others. We also use sin to hide ourselves, hide our stories, hide our pain, to numb it, to stop feeling what's deeply wrong inside of us. Sin transforms us into somebody we were never meant to be. It transforms us into dragons and monsters. Sin helps us destroy others, tear them apart, and bring glory to ourselves. But while sin does all of this for you and to others, it kills your soul. It kills the souls of those around you. And let it be known that God is bringing his wrath upon those who sin. In Colossians 3, it says God's wrath is coming because of sin. It's being poured out because of sin. He will destroy the ring. He will destroy your sin. The question is, will the ring be on your finger? Or will it be on Jesus's? Will you be holding the ring or will you let it go? That's the question. All of you sitting here today are holding on to your sin to some degree or the other, including myself. I do the same thing. But... Colossians 3, verse 5 says, put it to death. But the difficulty of putting something like sin to death is because sin is not just an outside problem. Sure, it has outside consequences, right? When we see people sin, we see the consequences of their sin. When we see people do evil things, we see the consequences of their evil. But the problem about sin is it's inside of you. It's not as simple as a ring that's on your finger and you can take on and off. That's where the parallel breaks down with Lord of the Rings. Sin is actually within you. And God is coming to destroy it and to pour wrath upon it. And so somehow, someway, this sin has to be taken out of you. But in order for that to be done, that means you have to be dead. There has to be a dying. There has to be something that dies in order for your sin to be taken out of you. This is the problem we face. Sin is a lot like cancer. Cancer is essentially your cells deceiving other cells. Your cells slowly degenerating, breaking down, and deceiving each other. And long enough, if you let that cancer sit and you don't take it out, it will kill you. It will kill you. But the process of taking cancer out 
involves this thing called chemotherapy, right? Chemotherapy is a poison. It's a toxin. It's killing you while killing the cancer. This is how complicated sin is. God knows this. He understands this. So he makes a way for you to get new blood. Jim Monroe is a magician. He's married. He has two kids. And when his kids were very little, he found out terrible news. He found out that he was diagnosed with leukemia. And he was told that his leukemia was incurable. The only way that Jim could actually be cured from the disease that was eating him from the inside out was if they actually took every ounce of his blood out of his body and replaced it with new blood. But not just any new blood, not just anybody's blood. You're like, there's plenty of blood out there. This blood had to match so close to his DNA that his body would accept it and receive it and not attack it. So they waited and waited for someone to come forward with the right match. And as each day went by, Jim got sicker and sicker and closer to death. And then someone came forward who had DNA that was close enough to his. So they took the, the blood out of her, out of this person. And they brought it into the hospital room where Jim was. And they said, we're going to take, this is going to be like being born again. You're going to have like a new birthday according to your DNA. We are going to take the blood out of you. And Jim Monroe is going to be gone. And we're going to put this blood inside of you. And from here on out, whenever your blood is taken, it's going to be a 19-year-old girl. We're going to see that as the DNA, not Jim Monroe anymore. And so sure enough, the operation happens. He comes out. He's alive. He's cured from cancer. But every time... His blood is drawn. The results come in. He's a 19-year-old girl <laughs> every single time. It's new blood. It's healthy blood. But the bad blood had to come out. He says this. Jim, um, through this experience, became a Christian. And he says these words that I want to read to you. At, when he tells his story, he says this. There is a spiritual cancer eating away at us on the inside. And we are all longing and we are all begging for someone to step in and to save us from that condition. Your sin in and of yourself is incurable. You have bad blood. You need a donor. Who will step in and save you from your sin? Who will give you new blood and who will give you new life? The answer for me is Jesus. I hope the answer for you is Jesus. All you have to do is let go of it. Allow your blood to be emptied out and allow new blood to come in. How do you do that as a Christian? You confess to God through Jesus. You confess to him your sins. You say to him, I've hurt you. I've wounded you. I've hurt others. And I've wounded others. I've hurt myself. You can do that tonight. And in doing that, a blood transfer will happen. What's crazy is God will no longer see you in your sin. But he will see Jesus in his righteousness. So that when God does come to pour out his wrath, 
he will not pour it out on you because the ring is on Jesus' finger and not yours. I'm going to try not to ruin the end of the movie. But at the end of the movie, <laughs> Frodo collapses on the side of Mount Doom. He's in the land of Mordor, the most evil land. And he's so close to destroying the ring, but he's not there yet. Evil has been too much of a burden on him. The ring has worn him out. The journey has been too great. Evil has, has torn him from the inside out, and Frodo cannot take another step, and he's not even sure if he went into the mountain that he would even be able to take the ring off from around his neck and throw it into the fire. He has failed, and he collapses on the side of the mountain, and he cannot move another inch, and he's letting himself die. But in this moment, he's not alone. There's a friend with him, and his name is Sam. And Sam, in that moment, when he sees Frodo laying on the ground, burdened by the ring, he can't take another step. This is what Sam says to him. I cannot bear the burden of the ring, but I can carry you. And he picks him up and carries Frodo step by step. To those in this room who want to take the journey to Mordor, to those in this room who want to go to Mount Doom with the ring, with their sin, to those who want to see their sin killed, to those in this room who no longer want to be ruled by evil, it is not possible for you to do. You need someone to carry you. You need someone to be with you on the journey. Jesus will carry you. And Jesus has started a church here, this place, to journey with you. This is what I've experienced in my own life through the many journeys of evil that I have encountered is I've encountered a Jesus who has taken my sin away and has given me people and friends who will carry me step by step when I cannot move another inch. You cannot put to death your sin. You're going to have to let Jesus put it to death. And the good news is, is that you are here, and these people are here, and we can do it together in Jesus. So when you go off into your small groups, and you talk to your small group leader, and you go off with your groups, with your friends, put your sin on the table. Take your rings off and let them be seen. And be Samwise to each other as Jesus is Samwise to you. Let your friends carry you. Let your leader carry you. And carry each other. Jesus loves you very much. He loves you so much that he will take your sin from you and give you his blood. Let's pray.